Hello and welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to chill with your friends and get your gaming goodness each and every Monday. Except for the next couple of weeks, because this is the last episode of 2023. Joining me, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, I'm excited to be here and really glad that we could end the year without any dreams being crushed. Damn right. Also here, Kira Marchant. I love the fact that there was a day that seemed that Australian games media was dedicated to Buddy Watson. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also Skull and Bones. Let's go. That's right. One yep. thing is dead and one thing is live. You'd be the judge of which is which if you haven't read the news. Mm. Yeah, 100%. In there. Uh, but yes, it is the last episode of Arcade Catch 23. We will have a bonus uh, for best of games week in a couple weeks uh what week is that i can't remember it's the week of the 14th of january is our games award week so look forward to that otherwise following this episode rk couch will return on the 22nd of january put that in your oh, okay books. let's smoke it yeah well, okay oh. of january that's a massive break holy fuck enjoy it we're, we're, we're gonna be actually break that whole time right come out yeah Something comes out. Who cares? Anyway, I've Something. made a decision. There's we're, 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 like that's a proper break. Like no extra recordings to talk about anything else. No. Yeah. That's not nice. maybe. All right. Probably. Maybe. I mean, for me and Ashley will be. For you, you'll probably have time <laughs> off. Yes. So that's it. <laughs> you, you only have. Yeah. Um, awesome. I mean, if you want to review a game in the time, that's fine. That's up to you. Yeah. Um, that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Prince of Persia is the only one I care about. Yeah, we're gonna, we're but it comes out like the week of that podcast, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure when I picked it, I was like, oh, this sort of lines up. Like, there's Alone in the Dark's not coming out then. Anyway, Unless a bunch anymore. of stuff chatter drops. <laughs> yeah, so it should be fine. Alrighty, let's kick off. We've got a few new stories to talk about this week before getting into anything that we've been playing. And I want to go over, you know, what you're looking forward to playing over your newly discovered break. Um, the game, oh, shout out to this article. I don't want to read it, um, but I just want people, other people to read it. But IGN had, I thought, had a really good article put up by Rebecca Valentine. So the Game Awards winner speeches we didn't get to hear, in which she grabbed the speeches from everyone who didn't get to speak at the Game Awards. So... Hmm. Uh, I would suggest checking that one out. It is just funny that we live in a world where this article had to be yep. uh, created. You know what, how Jeff could really solve this? Mm. If he knows what things he's not going to show, just let the studios know before and let them record a video. Again, no. send it. I think that's yeah, like, no. Nah, and just tweet it out if you're not going to show it during the show. Nah. At least give them something. Give them no, something. Yeah, give them something. Give them the time on the show. Well, that's never going to happen because Jeff needs. No, to pay sorry. For... When it was when when it was the the not to go too far into this fucking shit again, but like when it was like the percentage breakdown, like speeches had something like less than twenty percent of the show. Oh, way less than twenty percent. Like yeah. it was but insane. That's what it's been the last ten years. I don't know. No way, nah. Christopher Judge was able to have a nine-minute speech last year. And you're telling me it's been that way is it every uh, year? Yeah. Christopher Judge took advantage of <laughs> Jeff Keighley's naivety. <laughs> mm. It's not even, like, it, sure, that's probably him taking advantage of a little bit. But, like, if his is the, if nine minutes was, like, the really long extent, I mm. would say the average speech last year would have been four to five minutes. 
I mean, for people who think that speeches are long at the Game Awards in past years, no, none of them have ever watched the Oscars or the Emmys or any. Well, it's interesting because or... I was kind of trying to do some research, and like one report said that the average Oscar speech is forty-five seconds. Yeah, but so. like on average, there are definitely ones that go for like two, three minutes, and people reckon that's too long. I personally think that couple minute speech for winning a big award is perfectly fine. Yeah. I think if you want to go and, up and say a quick 20 seconds, that's fine too, if that's your choice. But I, I just think. But also, I've, the other thing is, for like the Oscars in particular, like a lot of these people have had other award shows and opportunities to like practice that speech beforehand. So oh. uh, they've had other opportunities to publicly speak and are used to publicly speaking, whereas a lot of these game devs. I doubt many of them have been on a massive stage like that, so. Mm. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of people have been saying the same sort of thing, which is, hey, if you care more about that stuff, watch the Dice Awards, watch the BAFTA Awards. Yep, so which look I forward get. to all our Dice content next year. <laughs> which I get, but at the end of the day, the problem is that Keely Show has the biggest, and as it found out this year, again, record-breaking viewership numbers, mm-hmm. and he has a choice about how he wants to angle the show, towards those numbers tuning into it and he chooses to give people he chooses the money yeah. money 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 it's money. not about the money 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 yes it is but <laughs> is is yeah. is give me that kill he loves to breathe the mountain Jew. all right um the next story is e3 is officially dead <gasps> oh for now no like no 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 i think it's super dead Coming from Eurogamer, the Electronic Entertainment Expo is officially no more. The future of the convention was in doubt after the 2023 event was cancelled and Repop, owner of the event such as PAX and EGX, as well as Eurogamer, said in September it would no longer work for your Entertainment Software Association, ESA, to relaunch the show. Quote, after more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last, the time has come to say goodbye. End quote. Reads a post on X. Uh, thanks for the memories. Stanley Pierre-Louise, President and CEO of ESA, uh, confirmed the news to Washington Post saying, quote, we know the entire industry, players and creators alike, have a lot of passion for E3. We share that passion. We know it's difficult to say goodbye to such a beloved event, but it's the right thing to do given the new opportunities our industry has to reach fans and partners. Um, unsurprising, I feel like, for everyone who pays attention to anything. I personally think it's shit that E3 is over. I... If I had to pick between our current uh, way things play out between summer game fest and like the it's just Keely Keely season at summer Keely season at winter you know Keely there Keely everywhere mm. sort of thing compared to the old days of what you know I grew up looking forward to and dreamt about going to like a lot of people I guess I would happily go back to the the E3 days I like I mean but like good E3 days Do you think the what happened at the Game Awards is coloring your opinion on that? You're like fuck. Get Jeff Keighley's got too much power now. He's got no. No, I just, I just, I just. Or do you think you would have felt that way before? I just, I just would have felt that way. Like I'm, like I, like when I was in high school and I was watching E3 through to the last couple years of E3, it was always so cool to have a staying up late, getting up early for press conferences, um, feeling super excited or let down. It was all part of fun, and then the following three to four days of whatever it was of coverage coming out from different outlets. I used to just soak it in. Like when I was in high school, I used to just redigest. Uh, I used to watch a lot of game trailers uh, TV when I was in high school. And they used to do like 
live shows and all this sort of stuff, covering what they'd been playing on the show floor, covering their behind the scenes interviews. It just felt like such a week of stuff. And now it's just so in out 24 hours. And I, I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like everything now, like TikTok and whatever else, like it's so like quick, fast, in out one, in one year, whole out the other. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I miss like, I'd prefer it. Um, I, I will say like, would you trade the world of video games communication of that time now? Would you have that communication now to get E3 back? Because that's what's killed E3 and E3's failure to um, adapt, adapt. To, adapt to that. Well, it wasn't really E3 fault. It was just the fact that uh, all no, the publishers it, and everyone realized, no, you like can't Nintendo realized first that they could just ditch it and go do Nintendo Direct. But you can't say it's not E3's fault. It's E3's fault that they didn't adapt and change. And they didn't no, become I, something that they changed didn't themselves. facilitate the ways to keep them around. I, I would say no, because the facilitation just makes them become packs. Like, in another word, everyone just wanted, and they tried to do this open world show and everything else like that. But the fact is, E3 died because it, it. Unfortunately, the way stuff changed, where everyone does their own press conferences whenever they like now, does state of plays, Nintendo directs, Xbox showcases, etc. Everyone has their own control, and they just do several a year whenever the hell they would like. They have full control of it. Um, there's no need for a, a trade show like E3 to exist anymore. But shouldn't which shouldn't the, yeah. E3 have been able to do what Jeff's done with Summer Games first? Shouldn't E3 um, have been able to do that as E3? And Possibly. wouldn't that be way better than some random guy named Jeff doing it? I mean, who's <laughs> like, like, I wouldn't mean, it be so much better to have a whole bunch but then of? Wouldn't have Hideo Kojima. They'll probably get Jeff to host it anyway. Like, what the fuck? Are you... No, but even if they would, no, no, no. no but the thing is, even if they would, feed. but it, it would have meant that E three would have survived in some form, hmm. right? Like, I don't know. Y- to your, me, to me, I'd still. If that was happening, I'd still be like, oh, I miss E three because that's that's just not E three to me. That's just. But like, what is it? I don't quite get what exactly it is you miss about E3. You the, everyone doing the their own press conferences, they're followed by the preview coverage by outlets. But like don't we... several days of just reading people's articles, watching their videos of people going hands on uh, behind closed doors, telling me about this real thing they played in secret. Oh my god, it sounds so cool! I have no screenshots or video, but they're telling me in this article it sounds awesome. Um, yeah. It would take some like some research and look into, right? And, I, and it's not something I ever have time for. But I would almost put money on the fact we probably get more of that content through spread throughout the entire twelve months of the year than we ever used to in that week period of E three. I think it was just the one place that the it was the vibe, you know. Yeah, but, but how much uh, of that like do people miss or not read because it's not part of E three? But that's that's not. I feel like what we get now is better than what we got in E3. It's not. It's not anything's fault. If fuck, if it's you know, if people aren't looking finding it because it's not localized into a week span. But I feel like more media personnel are getting invited in to do more longer playtests of games and games demos to talk about in previews than they ever did previously, and they no longer mm. need. To go to Pat to go to E3 to be able to do those things. I mean, they always used to do preview events. Mm. Nothing's really changed there, um, except for they don't have like scantily clad women and alcohol at them because yep. they sort of grew out of the boys' club vibe. Um, but 
that none of that stuff's really changed. It's just the hey man, I, it's so different than when we do packs, really, to a degree. Like that part I'm missing of the hey man, I did you see that fucking game that was over at the booth? Oh my god, like just that. Like I used to listen to shows, and re- and yeah, the word of mouth and people getting excited about a game in real time because it's on a show floor somewhere and you're reading about it and just I don't know, like yeah, even you know what I'm talking about, or you don't like, and I feel like, but I feel like we get I, that just more. Often. I feel like you could have gotten both. I think you could still have that event, and it's very much like we don't know what PlayStation has going next year. Nothing. If we had an E3 showcase, then we probably would know what they're doing next year. And we wouldn't no, have a lot of stuff E3... to speculate and be excited about. But, no, e- but because E3 mismanaged or like yeah. what they were, their relationships and that kind of stuff, um, you know, that Sony just started not showing up. So even though like all the Sony showcases are like highlights of the several years like they were doing them. Like especially the last five or so, Sony hasn't done a good press conference since. Oh fuck! Maybe the Last of Us Part Two announcement year. In the 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 barn. Yeah, in the barn. Like I don't think. I think even I that think one wasn't amazing. Even that one wasn't amazing. No, because they, were, they had the weird transition from one. Yeah, they had the weird another, transition. It was still been, thematically cool, and in hindsight, it was very cool. <laughs> yeah, like I think between that one and the year before that, those were the last good Sony press conferences. Well, those were the last ones. So but they were, but even like, <laughs> but even if you compare it to the state of plays we get now from Sony, I think are lackluster compared oh, to every state of play is pretty lackluster. I think it's also different playing to just general doing it organizing a showcase for like a general put it out on the internet as to as opposed to like preparing one for an actual audience Mm -hmm. when you have to deliver something uh, trying to elicit a response as well it's different Mm. but but then on the other hand i think even though maybe they haven't had the games to support it I think Xbox has done a really good job in the last couple of years of doing events. You know, we we forever Xbox get Xbox the... loves to announce games. I know this. But... It fucking does, and then they just I don't hate bring releasing them. Out. them but <laughs> like, like, but even then, like Xbox creates is there are there are moments in kind of gaming history now that get created and pop culture history. They're getting created from Xbox events, like. Um, you're breathtaking. Like that is meme to shit still to this day. And Keanu Reeves in that his involvement in that, that's still an Xbox show. Like maybe, you know, doesn't necessarily have anything to do with it, but ruined all still... live press conferences going forward, you know? Why else were people heckling you're... Anthony Mackie this year? Mate, you're starting your fucking New Year's Eve fucking <laughs> fucking shit early here holy shit i would love to see if someone's got like a, a full archive channel of every e3 conference or something like that and do like a full now that they're like, it's but, dead like do like a re- full recap i think substance. and this is my own person like i guess this gives shade sounds like a job personal. for explosion <laughs> <laughs> does Opinion. sounds like a podcast for explosion <laughs> the limited series yeah e3 year by year it, it lined up with Sony starting to get that bit of arrogance that I think they have now. Fucking oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah, no, like a maybe, maybe not like a podcast, like a series of videos with like we re rewatch the 
the showcase. It's going to be a podcast. Oh, God. Yeah. Join us for E3's conference based wonders releasing <laughs> to a podcast service near you next year. Uh, you know what? We should just do yeah. it in place of E3 next year. Yeah. We'll just watch a couple of showcases just to make us feel better just about have being fun. Dead. But, like, I, I, I think. It, I, it, well, no matter some what, classics like Ridge Racer. Like, there's some good moments. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I've never played this. <laughs> never played this. Um, I think I don't know. I still stand by the point of it was E3's fault that they're no longer here. Oh no, they could that's have done completely the truth. They could have the done ESA. so much. They didn't have to turn into packs, but they could have done so much. They didn't have to leak all the journalists. <laughs> yeah, let's exactly not remember right? like ESA like consistently screwing things up. Yeah, was including most prominently doxing every single media person yeah. on their list. That was a that being problem. said, I feel like that a lot of media people. And we've seen a lot of people like on X and Twitter and uh, other things saying like going to E3 was always a dream. And like that was a, a career goal to go to an E3 uh, that can never be attained now. And a lot of people say they're fa- some of their favorite memories are um, from E3, which is again, sort of part of what I'm talking about is a lot of those companies had their own little stage shows or their little booth set up where they was recording like your yeah, um, GameSpot TVs and whatever that like, um, like whatever IGN had the live show like all these people used to be in one place and it was sort of like you know like how we meet up at PAX and be like oh hey all these different people we know yeah. from podcasts and media outlets like all these people would meet up in one place together no wonder they have like fantastic memories of it and that just doesn't happen um like that anymore like so mm. <laughs> I yeah. get it yeah yeah anyway let's move on I will say I don't there is a chance that it comes back one day if yeah, the ASA you, you goes love to say that about everything, right? So, Mate, if the ASA, to- <laughs> what's the ASA going to do now? They've, you know, E3 was a big cash cow. Are they going to stay a thing? It's not if dead, they it's don't stay retired. a thing, does somebody just uh, buy the brand name and then reboot what, it? We're going to get similar? skin suit E3. Yeah, yeah sure. No, has purchased here's E3. my pitch: you do E3 oh, again, but you move the city every year. Don't stay in LA 100%. every year. Make it international. Yeah. Make it like uh, D23 or like uh, Star Wars Celebration. Or Tokyo Game Show. Remember the Australian Game Awards? <laughs> they, 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 they gave enough, the same amount of time for people to speak to accept their awards as the, the Game Awards did. So That's crazy. One year, hey? Anyway. Um... <laughs> the copyright of the name. No one can ever do them again. I don't know. No, Jeff sued him. <laughs> That's okay. the part we never found out. Yeah. Last of Us Online has been cancelled. Rip. Can we have a moment of silence? Over at Press please? Start, they write, in shocking what news. What about Last of Us Factions, though? Is that still life? Never heard of it. That's still in shocking news, Naughty Dog has revealed that the Last of Us multiplayer project, which has been in uh, kind of development limbo for some time now, has been outright shelved. The developer has said that it made the tough decision between pivoting to being a solely live service focused studio in order to properly release and support the ambitious project long term or refocus its efforts in the single player narrative experiences that it's known for. Naughty Dog also confirmed that it has more than one single player project currently in development. And uh, Buddy drank a lot that night. Yeah. Buddy is a sad boy. Buddy is indeed a sad boy. More sad boy than usual. When did this idea that Last of Us... (laughs) When did this idea that Last of Us Online was going to be a live service game... When did that happen? 
The second that they said that the, story the about second they um, said Destiny we're not and Bungie and no, the second that uh, they said it wasn't going to be a, uh, it wasn't going to come with part two. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Gross. I mean, look, how I feel about this is two part. I I think it's super fucked up that we don't live in a world where you can just release a multiplayer game anymore. And the assumption is that you have it has to be live service. You know, that's very very just crazy. And B, I think this is ultimately the best decision. <laughs> I, I do, I do appreciate the notion that Naughty Dog was like, "Hey, we don't want to become a live service developer. We don't want to do that with our studio." Yeah. And uh, but at the same time, fuck, just fucking handball it to another studio and be like, "Go for gold." Do what you yeah, like. What? Have fun with it. Have an IP that is going to be... I don't, I don't think there's enough unemployed people out there at the moment. What about you, yeah. What do you reckon? No, I don't think that 10,000 people are out there looking for jobs right now you mm. know, that would need one. But they all worked on single-player games. I feel like that's a problem. Though. Yeah, that's the problem. They don't have the specialized no set of skills yeah. needed. For this certain project. Uh, you know, definitely not all these people laid off by a certain company that uh, was running a massive live service game. Uh, not 9,000 of them, at least. No. But there was a fair portion of people running a what's another word for a fate based fate based game. Fuck it I up. was just gonna flat out say what's another word for destiny? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, obviously, you know, disappointing the it, it I look forward to the eventual Jason Shryer story of how everything kind of played out. The untold story of how of Last of Us on, online. Like to me, the question is, was this uh, something that the multiplayer mode kind of organically grew bigger and bigger, or was it a push by Sony? Uh, and I I've already got the Sony. word, Buddy Watson says Sony is a villain in this completely, but... Uh, they are. They are, 100%. There's no way they're not the villain. Well, if they were the villain, they would have made them go follow through. So we I mean, know that we know Sony nah. wanted to. Ma- we know Sony was on about what was it, twelve, thirteen online service games. Yeah, like Sony yeah. would have wanted to be, would have wanted the ambition for the game to be much larger than I'd say the studio had thought of it to be at the start. Like, Is like, this a, yeah, it's just they they want to make money, and how you make money is by making a live service game, not just a multiplayer game. Yeah, but they let Ghost of Shima just put out their mode. They just let uh, God of War Ragnarok put out a free mode. Yeah. One for you, one for us, you know. And, you know, they, a multiplayer Last of Us game would have made money. All you had to do was stick a bunch of skins in it. You, know? you wouldn't even have to stick it. The thing is, right, the original Last of Us factions is the antithesis to everything the industry wants right now. The Last of Us Factions, you bought the copy of the game once and you paid for your online no, subscription. Just to clarify, you bought a copy of The Last of Us, which came of the with Last, Last of Us, Us Factions. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bought The Last of Us once. You got your online subscription. PS version of Last of Us, yes. And then that is whatever you've, that's all you needed for the rest of time to play that game. As Buddy is a living testament to right fucking now. Like, that is, there is. And the they, thousands they, of people Buddy plays with constantly. Yeah. Mm. It's like it, it is everything that they don't want. They don't want you to do that. They want a game I, that is pumping the, and farming the, money. I feel like the, the problem is it's like you on one hand, you've got a way to make 
a consistent small amount of money. And the other way was to dump a bunch of money into developing this and potentially making something that makes a lot more money. And they've tried to do that and then they've just wasted a bunch of money and time. Because if they, like, you could have just made The Last of Us Factions that Buddy and everyone, everyone that still enjoys that game plays with some upgrades and whatever else, but still kept the mm-hmm. core basics and just released a map pack for it every like couple, like three to six months. People charge like 15, 20 bucks for it and people would have happily brought it, I feel. Like, like I feel like, if, like I just don't but understand. Like, I also believe that knowing the people at Sony who and Naughty Dog who want to push things forward, they also wanted to do more than just, I guess. just I, a reskin I, of the original yeah. multiplayer. It's funny, like now that, now the Bungie story sort of makes a lot more sense of them coming in and being like, yeah. this isn't Bungie just- came in and they didn't say it wasn't fun. They like scared them straight. And they said, you, yeah. you want to be working on this one thing for five years, everybody? And the, and nothing but complaining about it for the next five years? But is that what you is, want? It, 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 it <laughs> never had to be anything like Destiny. Like, like I don't, I think Bungie I shit the bed had to be so like badly. I, I think it's just that the Bungie... Bungie pointed out as a developer who has has experience in the genre like hey well you could be on the weekend and this happens and suddenly you need 50 people working on it or this happens and this happens and like i think they just pointed out all the variables as to what a live service game entails but yeah yeah, i just don't you need daily events you need weekly events you need reasons to get like all the little things i think they boiled them down and naughty dog were like Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, nope. What's I, I just uh? Hate the thing. I just hate that there had to be a live service game. I hate. Well, no, no I don't like that game. either. But I feel like they they were already on that path, and I believe that is a Sony mandate, not a Naughty Dog mandate. But then Bungie came in of Sony's request and said, "Hey, can you take a look at the game?" And they said, "Hey, yeah, the game looks good, but like this isn't uh, anywhere near up to standard for what it, uh, will keep people." playing week in day out outside of the hardcore last of us fans let's be honest bungie doesn't even know what will keep people playing week in and week out at this point i mean yes and no they you know they, they had two had... games that ran five plus years i mean yeah they, they ran it but being, they, if you ask their communities that commu- is hard if but you ask like one of the biggest is this is like the most successful live service game company company outside of like blizzard I'm not talking about MMOs, like just. But they're live service games. They have live service games that have been incredibly successful. Hearthstone. No, no, no I'm talking outside of Blizzard. Really, you want like to invoke Overwatch? Oh, yeah, I regretted saying no. that at the moment. After. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's just. But the thing is, I don't even think. I don't even think Destiny is that good in terms of live service games. When you go, when you put it up against Fortnite, Apex. No, I think you know? the secret is Warcraft. Um, not Warcraft. Warframe. Warframe. The biggest success. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever complains about that game. Everyone just loves. I mean, it, like right? World of Tanks and yeah, stuff like well, that. that so. I don't know. Is Warframe Bungie? No, no, but I'm just. That's saying, why I was like, so confused. What? Just saying. I'm just saying it's successful, successful live games, service yeah. game. It yeah. is, but I, that's the thing. I, that's why I don't. I think they're still up know. there. They might not be the top. They might not be the not making as top, much but... money, but they've yeah. done it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I did it. Yeah. Good job I mean, that. yeah, but it's disappointing, you know, for fans like Buddy. Uh, but the idea that Naughty Dog is going to go on to make more single player games, uh, and I think in the article they specifically say they're working on multiple at the moment. So they're working on probably The Last of Us Part Three and a new IP would be my assumption. Yeah, and the remake of the first two games again. Yeah, probably. Probably a PS5 version of. Uh, 
Uncharted Four. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I if they make an Uncharted like collection again, ported to PlayStation Five, I'd be pretty pumped. Because I went to look, I looked at that the other day, and I was like, ah, it's a PlayStation Four remaster. I don't <laughs> see you were the part of the problem. Like oh, no, because PS4 I was just game. looking for something good. Like I was just looking for good, hearty like crap to eat in terms of to consume instead of the game. And Uncharted is that, and I haven't played it since Uncharted. Uh, what Thief's End or whatever that game was called? Four. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. no, no, uh, not for the other one then. Where it was Lost like Drake. Legacy. Yeah, that's the one, Lost Legacy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nadine and. Nadine Chloe. and, yeah, and Chloe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I played that finally because they released that as. They did release that as a PS5 version when they did the. the Uncharted yeah, they 4. released Thief's End yeah. and Lost Legacy. Four. But yeah. they, they released four and four, but they released no, the they original three. Original trilogy, but yeah. If they bring so, the original three over, I will be like, yeah, I'll play them all. Yeah. I'll just. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Playing Uncharted, just side note, because they have 120 frames per second mode in that. In that, um, it's fucking wild. <laughs> and, and 120 <laughs> frames. Um, all right, let's move on. Talk about some other shit because there's a lot of shit to talk about this week. Good, good, hearty Christmas pre-Christmas episode. The day before developer mm. Fantastic is shutting down the stores less oh. than a week after its launch. But it's pressed wow. up. Rubbing it into butt even more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, no, this is Zach, surely. I don't know. Uh, in news, I'm sure f- most folks would have seen coming, right, Karen? Fantastic has announced its closure just days after launching its long-awaited and widely criticized the day before in, quote-unquote, early access. The studio had already drawn ire from players who purchased the game and found it to be severely undercooked and barely matching the genre, let alone features that Fantastic had been promising for years prior. Now any hopes of updates is over and the game itself can no longer be purchased from Steam. Given Fantastic's history with its controversial "quote unquote" volunteer employment structure, uh, well played has a great write up on this. Shoutouts. Uh, the dozens of videos of the game. Look, this is in writing here. No, that's no, fine. Uh, the dozens of videos <laughs> of the game during development that had nothing like what looked nothing like what it eventually delivered, and the fact that it had indicated that the day before would be a full release until just a month before launch when it suddenly switched to early access access tactic. It's actually been quite difficult for vocal players and the public to view the situation with anything but suspicion. Um, so, yeah, I think they are massive scam artists, right? Is that where we were on? Like, how do we feel about this? Huge. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> huge. Um, I, I don't think there's any way that could not have been as like I, I don't know like everything is gross about this situation just uh, how ready they were to pull the pin on this game after releasing it like is crap like yeah the only hesitation i've got on calling it a scam is it seems like they're not actually going to get any money they say they're giving refunds and stuff but how the fuck do you know that's actually what's happening just because they say it just because someone says something yeah. doesn't mean it's true and like this was going on before the game even released in terms of weird yeah. things happening with I mean, the IP and, and with the game. Also, part of me is like, if you lost money on this game, kind of deserved it. Based on all the reporting beforehand. You know? No, because you can't Did anybody no, 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 believe you can't you can't as we've you've used against You couldn't me, wait swear, for reviews. Now, as you've used against me, I swear in arguments and discussions before, you can't rely on the general public of gaming uh, of gamers to be reading every article and every news report that comes out about a game they want to play. Uh, you, you, Not every article, maybe some. Just do a Google search. I'm pretty sure the first thing is coming up. Like, is this a real game? 
just search it in Twitter. Uh, in twi- Twitter search is day before a game or look at all these problems uh, they don't even know the name to the game this game's been in development eight years this ge- they've never put out a game before and it looks like this a uh, lot of things there that was super sketchy so that's my take well they <laughs> had put out a game before but it was just they've never they, put a game not, the, not those developers no no it's it was the a publisher, same it. team but they changed their name yeah. Which is just as bad. Yeah, as that's our red flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't like this is such a wild story. I can't wait for someone to do like a really in-depth video of this. But, um, and a, to, to, well, I look I forward mean, to the video of Zach Jackson coming out and said, oh, I was behind it all. I invented the <laughs> game, made it look really good, got Buddy to better Blue Heaven Ice Milkshake, and then uh, I released the game for four days and then canceled it. That motherfucker That's really like the next Benoit Blank mystery. <laughs> he really he really got bit by the like sucking in by the trailers of this game. I swear. What sucker, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Inside sources. I talked to somebody yeah. close to the game. Yeah. My, himself. Myself. I was yeah. talking to me in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, I hope you didn't buy this, but it was like the most <laughs> wish listed game on Steam or some shit. Oh, so. how this is the surely right. bots and this AI is... had to be involved in some way to get that kind of possibly. This is know, a worse like... version of No Man's Sky. At least the No Man's Sky team was successful enough in terms of like they could keep no, well, going. They, they at least the assets make, were they their were, own assets. Yeah, <laughs> they were trying. They were actually trying to make a game. Like yes, yeah, no, hundred percent. This is the steal worst version money, of this. Or it's they were just really bad at their job. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's like, if you're like, oh, because they, you know, oh, we're not a big team or whatever. It's like, I don't really give a fuck if you're not a big team. I don't really give a fuck, like, if your game doesn't look great or whatever. But, like, if you put Just out false marketing, falsely talk about your game, like, put out trailers that mislead it to how it actually is, like, at the end of the day, you can't be like, well, that's just because we're, it's like, no, well, you chose to mislead the audience. Like, and you, and also the fact that they, like, what was it, four days? Was it four days? Yeah, whatever it was, four or five days. Um, and then they close the game. It's like, ah, oh, we didn't make enough money. It's like, how, who the fuck makes that decision in four days for an early access game? Like, it's so wild to me that, like, it's coming out in early access. Yep, cool. Four days later, no, we're shutting down. It's like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, I think they probably saw the amount of refunds being requested uh, and were like, we're never going to make any money on this based on the reaction. There's no coming so, back. So instead of that, they apparently are giving everyone refunds that request them and just stopping the game. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, this game got way more air than it was worth. Um, I think this is probably the most we've talked about on here because I tried not to bring it up anytime a new story came up because I just thought it was because such a waste of time. We didn't want to step on Will's play shoes. Well, that too. But also, I just thought, like, it's just, I, I thought the entire time this game was going to be either A, never released, or B, a bunch of bullshit when it came out. And yeah. guess what? It was, a bunch it of was only just not the first one. <laughs> yeah. Close. Just. It, by four days, it released. So, you know, the very thin line between not released and released there. Yep. <sighs> All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on to a game that is actually apparently now coming out. Ubisoft Singapore is finally ready to drop sale on Skull and Bones, writes James Wood over at um, Press Start. Press Start. Yeah, fucking. Yeah. Oh, for a second, my brain went to um, say the other words. Well played. Uh, 
Well played. Um, here's a really good preview up on about the game. Uh, but, but long story short, I'd highly recommend reading that. It's in the uh, show notes below. Go read Zach's as well over at Well Played if you'd like. Um, both there. <laughs> I was there about to go. say, yo, well, how would you describe Zach's play? <laughs> I think I just read. I think I just linked James's because um, I was already impressed out to be honest. Um, the, <laughs> I got the new story about the last one, whatever. Um, the so, but the game is finally coming out on February sixteenth. Do we believe this is actually finally the time it's going to come out? And do yes. you believe these have these have the people like James and Zach been paid off, or is the game's media corrupt, or do they actually think it's good and you, you excited to play this? Both of them Based on this about. week's well-played podcast, I don't think they were paid off. Based on their trip home from Singapore, uh, fair. Sorry, <laughs> reading that um, what you will. I will say, and Dylan is our testament to this because he's the only one that sat down and finished it. A lot of people in games media love Final Fantasy sixteen, and gave it tens. <laughs> like a lot of people love that so I, I guess if it could be good um i you know what right dylan sent us the link the other day to get closed beta keys i had to actually attempted to and then for some reason my ubisoft account has the authenticator on it but it's not attached to my phone and i don't know where the fuck my recovery codes are so i went nah all right i tried and closed it Believe it or not, uh, if you listen to Arco Hatch between the cushions, I haven't had time this week. So, um, <laughs> Well, in that case, I played an hour and a half of the game. And, uh... Thank you. Someone <laughs> Holy shit! Ashley <laughs> played it! And it, uh... Yeah, it's alright. It runs fine. I'm sold. It runs you fine don't... and it's alright. <laughs> it's delivering what we expected to. Obviously, you're playing as a captain of a pirate ship. Controlling the You can like, the jump between... Oh. No. Wait, what? You can you can't jump between the ships and like control your pirate captain to, to do so. Not currently, and I don't think so. Based on you know, it seems like you can go to very generic hub places that you can go up to storefronts and like get quests and that kind of stuff. But other than that, there's not. Or you can go gather resources around islands, but that's about it. It's not. It is not Assassin's Creed Three. Oh. It's oh. not Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It is. Mm. You're the. It's mainly you're mainly there for the pirate ship combat. So, so you, you go wanna, out. If you want to cosplay as the boat, you can do that. Yes. Well, that's kind of the yeah. At least we've got a definitive answer for that question. That's kind of been plaguing this game for since it was revealed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I only played like a narrow half. Or so you start the game with like an awesome boat, and then you know you get taken out by the damn British. Um, interesting, I like. I didn't know this, but obviously it's set not in the Caribbean, but like in somewhere like Asia, I want to say, um, doing through the like spice trade and that kind of thing through that region. So uh, a lot of the costumes and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's inspired the- by, um, like they talk about in interviews, like, the, like around Singapore, Asia, like that sort of. Yeah, so again, like, distinguishing it's inspired itself by their own culture, from- So, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, it was really interesting, like the the like title screen, I guess you'd call it. Like, you know how they say like all the different studios worked on this game. There's like at least fifteen different Ubisoft studios that helped work on this game. Uh, on top of obviously Singapore leading it, so someone's um, gonna. 
yeah, somebody's going to help out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks pretty good. Um, the combat's all right. I can definitely see a niche amount of people wanting to play this, uh, but I don't think it's going to be like a mainstream hit. You know, um, yeah. I'd be interested to like like do some of the multiplayer kind of stuff because obviously, like I see other boats like with from other players like sailing around that kind of stuff. But like, it'd be cool to like gang up with a bunch of boats and like take out a fleet of other enemy ships because I've gotten to a point where I'm like, there's like six boats that I need to try and kill all together. How am I supposed to tackle this problem? My one tiny boat with six cannons. It's like... Uh, one cannon in each boat and you fire. I just... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I'll probably try and play the full six hours that the closed beta gives you. But, but uh, Did they say it carries it over? One? Or like, I, don't I don't think so. They didn't yeah. say. Oof. Doesn't, doesn't carry over. Might get a so mask. To release. Yikes. It's still like two months away, so... All right, more layoffs to end the year. Woo! Woo! Uh, your gamer says, embra- uh, by the way, that was complete sarcasm. By us, I just want to clarify. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> which um, one is this? Yeah, yeah which one? That's um, <laughs> Fucking good point. Uh, Embracer layoff straight continues with 3D Realms and Slipgate Ironworks latest to be affected. I like the, the, the subheading that they've got here on your gamer. For Christmas this year, I got laid off. <laughs> Mm. Uh, 3D Realms and Slipgate, blah, blah, blah. While Embracer is yet to publicly comment on these particular layoffs, you would gamer understands the news to be accurate, while several team members have said that they have been affected. 3D Realms, Scott Miller shared his sadness on Twitter, slash X, uh, quote, several sources have told me this bad news. Sorry to hear about another drop of the axe by Embracer Group, this time landing on Danish 3D Realm. Um he wrote so yeah um embracer of course they brought up all these studios just to do nothing with them and then uh let them all go good job really i can't remember who i saw someone tweeted the other day like someone needs to do like a story about how fucked up the embraces like what they've like them just buying up all these people to yeah i think all go like i probably the emerging egregious one now uh now that you know everything is falling through, it's like them buying all the Square Enix Western companies. Yeah, it's like what the. Fuck? It's like why did you spend that money when you could have been like trying to get keep these studios, other studios yeah. alive? Other than you know, it was obviously a really good deal. <laughs> mm. So, videogamelayoffs.com hasn't updated the number yet because I don't have the number affected for either of these people. But mm-hmm. um, I know I joked about it, but yeah, we could be getting closer to ten thousand. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking. Cream cream. Yeah, and that's at least. just uh, all well, the ones. If you want to, if you want to, uh, if you want to reach out, uh, well, expand a little bit. Um, Hasbro just kicked off a thousand people that work on D anD D. Have just uh, let go of a thousand, yeah, including people. several who worked on. Golden well, Skate. apparently, the it. entire team who was the contact for Larian Studios pretty that's much gone. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, so the I can't remember his name. Mental, um, sorry, but the the head studio of Larian. Who tweeted out like his full like here's what I would have said at the game awards. Yeah. In that Armor Dude. Yeah, Armor Dude, correct. Um, in his sp- in his tweet thread about his speech, he does say, like, thank you to that team. Um, that just got let go at Wizards mm-hmm. and everything. Um yeah, which is crazy. It's like, hey, here's the people that worked on Game of the Year winner at the Game Awards, or at least were part of that project to some degree. Um, 
yep, these are all off you go. Because our numbers aren't impressive enough. Yep. Well, it's apparently the, the Hasbro team, when they projected numbers for D&D, they projected it based off of the um, pandemic period numbers. Which, Which is obviously insane. the problem yeah. across the yeah. entire industry. Yep. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's hard to, again, I really, I, I reiterate again, and I feel like I'm going to make sure this is, obviously, if you read our top 10 games article, I'm going to have something there about it as well. But, like, yeah, really good year of video games for the millionth time. Shit year for people that make the video games. Treasure year for the people who make the video. Uh, next news story. Nice news story. The Death Stranding movie is being developed by A24 and Kojima Productions. Kieran Prestat writes, After originally announcing that a live-action Death Stranding movie was in development with Hammerstone Studios, it's now being revealed that A24, the company behind everything, everything Everywhere All at Once, Talk to Me, the shirt I'm wearing at the moment, Uncut Gems, Midsummer, and many more hugely celebrated productions, has partnered with Hideo Kojima to develop the film. The news was initially broken by the launch of a new t-shirt design, incorporating the A24 logo and familiar Death Stranding strand visual, with a description reading, It's official! We've partnered with Kojima's Productions on a live-action feature film adaptation of Hideo Kojima's acclaimed video game, Death Stranding. Previously, Kojima said he was deeply involved in the film's creation, but hadn't taken on directorial duties. In describing the partnership with A24, he explained that this won't be a direct adaptation of Death Stranding game, but part of a larger universe and, quote, achievable only through the medium of film, end quote. Kieran, how do you feel about Death Stranding movie? It would be fucking hilarious if they casted somebody else to play Norman Reed as his character. Well, I mean, the thing is, we don't know if his character will be in it. We don't know if it's going to be about it, but if this was to take place around his story, it'd be hilarious if it was anybody other than Norman Reed that's playing it. And it would be, and I think it's kind of where the fact that Kojima uses so many real-life actors now in his stuff, that it, it could almost make it harder to produce movies out of them without them... I guess using the name, but using a completely different story for it. Hmm. Also, I've echoing. I think it was Ash's thoughts that said, "Hey, Kojima, you should probably just go fucking make movies and stop worrying about games." And this furthers that. I don't think I said that. But... Somebody said it. <laughs> don't credit me. <laughs> it's probably Ash. Ash is like, don't misquote was... me. I put sure words in my you. mouth. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe uh, it was me. It <laughs> was a smart person. As I once said on this show, a very smart mm. person. Um, as I previously said, <laughs> could yeah, you go make movies? Or maybe it was just me I heard. I don't know. Where did I? I listened to someone else, apparently. Uh, I feel like this deal is just so Kojima could get some A24 merch. And that's that's yeah, his <laughs> primary motivator behind this. Um, like yeah, it's shirt, interesting. Though. It, it's a cool shirt, you know. It's very simple, and you know what it's connected to. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, the potentials there for it look really cool. Be something really cool. Obviously, A twenty four recently have started to do bigger budget projects um, to mixed reaction. It seems <laughs> uh, based on or? no. I'm talking about the reaction to the Civil War trailer this week, which we'll talk about on this oh, week. Right, what okay. do you want to watch? Um, so, you know, 
I guess, you know, we'll wait and see. But if I was to guess, it's going to be a smaller scale, smaller scale story than you know, Death Stranding. Probably, like, I don't know, a fragile prequel or, you know, the events leading up to the, the world going to shit or something like that. I would love a fragile prequel, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, Leia Sadeau is probably the biggest actor in well she no she is she's the biggest actor in yeah death stranding so to give her a the most a film yeah. would be uh would be perfect and that character has a lot of backstory um that's obviously covered in the game to a degree but mm-hmm. not not fully explored so um and i'm 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 obviously i love death stranding i think it's fucking a phenomenal game i i i, I much prefer this idea of expanding because i think trying to adapt Death Stranding, the game, the story, and whatever works in that to film as a medium would not work because part of the, what makes that game special is how long and that journey and the those slow moments you have between yourself and the game where you're like walking up a cliff face and just some random song kicks in, <laughs> you know, like you just can't mm. like you can't adapt that to film. So it's like take that universe, take that those characters and stuff, and just do do something that's built for 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 film instead. So, I'm down. Do you reckon um, we get a known director to do the the project, or is it? They're like, oh, Guillermo del Toro is directing it. <laughs> like, yeah, so, does he is he working on his connections? Connect. Probably. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people that like because the thing is, Kojima is well loved by a lot of people because people grew up playing Correct. Metal Gear and stuff, and they appreciate him as a auteur of video game direction which is why he like has so many friends in the film industry i guess um so i wouldn't be surprised if there is a bit of a hey i would love to be the first person to like because this may come out before that Metal Gear solid Metal movie. solid movie ever does so you could still be the first person to ever adapt a or do some form of hideo film so yeah I, and i mean he's more involved in this than he is the Metal Gear thing obviously so yeah All right, let's talk a little bit about what we're playing, what we're going to be playing, all that sort of stuff. Um, I have been playing this past week, and I want to say it's very good, unsurprisingly, because people said it was. I've been playing Cocoon. That shit is some good shit. Um, I'm very much, I've been playing it on the 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 Roggers, big good rog rog deck game. Um, It's on Xbox Game Pass if anyone would like to play it. yeah, so I mean, obviously, you watch all the trailers for this. And you're like, what is this game? Like, what, what, what is and how does it work? It is like, just it is puzzles, but I love the simplicity of the game. Like, the game is built around one button. Like, everything in the game is just like you just move your character, and it's just a to interact with things. You're either just picking things up, putting them down, flicking switches, or like having things follow you or whatever. Like, it's just so simplistic. Um, but the world, the design, and the puzzles are just so cool to to solve um but yeah obviously if you watch the trailers it's you start with like one orb that you can go into and it's like inside that orb is a world and then as the game progresses you get more more orbs but then some of the puzzles will be like okay well like this orb and each orb gets a different power how it interacts with the world so then there'll be times where it's like you can put an orb 
inside a knob or and in, it's like real inception shit like you're you're going inside now and it's so weird because i feel like you watch the trailers or you, you talk about it and it sounds like it would be the most complicated game ever and i don't really like super hard puzzle games like i the witness and shit is like too much for me um but this definitely even though it sounds more complicated than what it is it sits finely on that line of pretty easy to well not easy pretty like you can get your head around it um and i really liked also and i didn't know this or maybe i didn't pay enough attention to the trailers and stuff um there's actually boss battles in this um and i i, I really like the simplistic design of each of the boss battles because there's no combat it's just puzzle puzzle like you're just working away through an area solving things and then you come up against a mo- monster of some sort but like to fight the monster is just again using like a power of an orb like dodges attacks until you can like drop something on its head or you know something like that pretty simplistic stuff but it's really really cool the visual design art direction of the game is fantastic and um yeah i'm really really loving it which isn't shocking like i feel like everyone said it was great and like from the lead designer of um limbo and inside and shit it's like hey who'd have thought that game would be good so um that's been really good enjoying that um have you been playing much at the moment ash uh well, I've been playing Skull and Bones. Uh, I also jumped into Fortnite to try the new... Which one? Uh, Which version of Fortnite? Like Rocket Fortnite? Racing. Is it? I think it's called the Rocket Racing. Yeah, Whatever yeah, the so. Rocket like League yeah. Racing. Mm-hmm. I gave that a go. It's pretty fun. You know, solid racing. Um, you know, it you know, controls well. Uh, the tracks are kind of simplistic, but, uh, you know, they're... I feel like the I have not played Fortnite in ages, so jumping in and just seeing a bunch of what feels well, like streams all over the screen. There's five to find the game modes. There's like five different game modes currently in Fortnite because there's normal like there's Fortnite. More. That was more, a lot no more, build, but like there's five ranked like, festival like, Lego Lego. Yeah, festival Lego no build racer build. no build like there's. So much going on with Fortnite. Fortnite is it is yeah. I mean, it's Roblox now, pretty yeah, much. Hundred percent. So, yeah. I mean, it's fun. You know, it, it it's a really solid racer. You know, if that's if Fortnite's the only game you want to play, and that you know, um, yeah, it's there. Uh, it'd be cool to get more cars. I think it's just a very basic uh, original Rocket League car that you can race around in. At least in my experience, from dominating a bunch of races dominating at least, i want at least the first four okay. wow okay. at least bots, the first most four likely, most likely against bots right because that's the fortnite way is uh, nah. no no he's like no nah, one was called steve Jobs. oh fuck hold on <laughs> one was called <laughs> adam three four five six seven eight twenty one that sounds like well, you need you need to look out for names <laughs> like rim drummer and shit like that that's some real username yeah. that's when you know i'm racing real yeah people. Uh, they also, I did do the Fortnite Festival, um, Apparently which it's, bad. it's a rhythm game. It's it's fine. I mean, it's a rhythm game with controllers. So it's not going to be fantastic. Uh, 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 you know, they've got solid elements like to like uh, fine tune it for your like lag or new controller and that kind of stuff. To, so you can try and get that as close as you get. I think the fun bit of it is seeing your avatars up on stage playing whatever instrument. Like, uh, for me, seeing the Mandalorian on stage playing guitar <laughs> is pretty amusing. But yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. Um, I just remember something else I've been playing, I forgot to say. Um, I played a few hours of Pizza Tower. 
Uh, what ooh. is this game? I've this game, <laughs> Jeff referred to it, and then I've seen more and more people talk about it since then. It was like nominated for best uh, debut indie, and I've seen a lot of yep. people say like it's one of the best indies of the year. So I was like, yeah, I'll get, I'll, I'll well, that's right up my alley. You better drop everything else. <laughs> yeah. You're correct. It is right up my alley. <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> um, so it's a game. It has a story, but it doesn't really matter. But I mean, basically, the game, like, here's the, the synopsis is Pizza Tower is a fast paced 2D platformer inspired by the Warrior Land series with an emphasis on movement, exploration, and score attack, featuring highly stylized pixel art inspired by cartoons from the 90s and a highly energetic uh, soundtrack. So it's like you play some like pizza dude, and then like there's a tower that pops up, and there's like some bad pizza dude, whatever. It's like just generic like 90s video game story, it doesn't really matter. Um, but you go through these levels, you're working your way up through the tower, um, and you have to make it like it is fast paced, but not like Sonic to the point that you're like. Like not paying attention to what you're doing and it's like you can't stop and think like there's not like, there's not that degree of, of it there's like secrets to find and whatever else but how it works is you'll you'll get through the to the end of the level when you get to the end of the level you like touch this statue and then the tower or that section of the tower starts like falling apart so then you have to race backwards for the level that you just you you just did so now you're on a timer to get to the the entry Wherever you came in for the level, that that's suddenly now the exit. So you race through it. Um, it has a bunch of boss battles. The boss, uh, the uh, their wild, wacky character designs and stuff like that. It's not super hard, but it definitely leans a bit more, I guess, especially the boss battles towards ninety video game, uh, design. It's not a hardcore platformer like Celeste or anything like that. It's also not not a platformer. I don't know. Like it definitely like yeah, the Warrior Land inspiration. I see a lot of people. Right, uh, like in the comments like man they don't make games like this anymore i'm like yeah well i guess i don't like it does fit in a weird realm of 90s video game side scrolling stuff the art's really really good i love the 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 design and the character design and monsters and stuff like that so yeah i i would recommend that from what i've played as well that's that's been a lot of fun really good music too so what do you mean playing um, I think what I've been playing and what I will be playing for at least the foreseeable future is the finals. Um, finally oh, got what? love what? AI, no dear. fucking well. Well, I yeah, thought we were playing else. it because of the AI yeah. voice acting. And then I got, you know, somebody was like, hey, you should, um, hey, you finally got Oceanic Service last night. I was like, oh, fuck it. I still got to install it and play it. Um, shit, it's actually really fucking good. It's like really, really enjoyable. Um, I think it has one of the most interesting competitive game modes I've ever seen, or at least in recent times, where um the competitive game mode is actually a tournament where you go through different matches to kind of progress through a tournament bracket to um get your your rankings and your your SR progression. I think it's really interesting. Um, it's a lot of fun. I think the destructibility of the game is impressive i think the the level of things that can be destroyed the buildings that can be pulled down um yeah it's a lot of fun so i'm, I'm definitely going to be playing around with that especially once i have better internet um to make sure i'm not not got any lag whatsoever mark my words i'm probably going to hop lag somehow um but yeah no I'm, I'm i'm enjoying my time with it so far at the very least did you work out your like cheap Aussie broadband or whatever the fuck you was trying to get? Yeah, whatever boy. Yeah, fucking six hundred mega second, 
for like a hundred bucks a month for the next twelve months. Allegedly. Hmm. The Tesla speeds. Look, it's the next the next other like plan I was looking at was Telstra's, which their highest is two fifty. So fuck, even if I get four hundred out of this one, like that's way better than anything I'd get on Telstra. And to the fucking moon. To the moon. Mm-hmm. I should get forty meg upload speeds. That's dope. I'm excited. Imagine how fast you can upload your essays. I know, right? Or anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's you know? Fucking you guys you know what? I'm already when we're recording these fucking these recording sessions, my internet's gonna be uploading things I haven't even said yet. It's already gonna be done. Okay. I mean, we're all sitting on 99% uploaded. I don't think it'd be 100 because that would... Uh, yeah, that I would, don't know about fucking sense, so. Ashley Hobley, who once we get to the end of the recording, takes fucking 15 minutes to, uh, <laughs> to upload the 1% somehow. That's that's the website's problem. What are you going to play over the holidays then, Ash? If Karen's just playing the finals. Uh, I mean, the dream is to finish Like a Dragon. Uh, before the man who um, raised the name, but also Black a Dragon, uh, the first one, Black a Dragon. It was the, yeah. Before number two comes out, <laughs> before the second one comes out, yes. When does that come out? What's the release date? Uh, it's uh, like January, right? January twenty something. January, late January. It's like twenty eighth, twenty seventh, twenty ninth, around there. Those three days. It's yeah. One. So that's the dream. I'm um, I would love to also do that. Because I'd love to actually finish that, go back to it, like from when I started, mm-hmm. whenever I started at the start of the year, midway for you, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, um, would love to get back to that. The other thing I I grabbed because it was on sale the other day that I want to check out, um, I grabbed Octopath Travel Two for my Switch. So. I will also most likely have played some part of Alan Wake Two by the time we start recording again. Nice. Yeah, I've, and then you'll be I'll like, "Why didn't that. I talk, play this earlier? It's so good." That's what I hope to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Should I, actually, yeah. I need to pick it up sooner because it's like forty bucks on the Epic Game Store at the moment. Yeah, it's yeah, I mean, yeah, it's super cheap at the moment if you want to play it on PC. Yeah, they basically, and you get the first, you get the remaster of the first ones for free as well. Yeah, so, it's a bargain. Um, by the way, I obviously I'm not going to wait. This. Did you see the story that was floating around that under Alan Wake Two didn't sell well because it was only on digital? No, no, that's a bullshit story. That's connecting something. It's a story all- I saw. <laughs> yeah, and it's a story you're going to cling on to, but it's two factors that don't have direct correlation. I want to say Alan I Wake 2 didn't sell so well so. because it's Alan Wake, and it is as niche as fuck as it gets. It's not as niche as fuck as it used to be. After control, not as it like used to, but it's still niche. Like it's still incredibly yeah. niche. Um, we'll say also. Um, I looked up because they released that the final cut. Uh, free update with New Game Plus for Alan Wake mm-hmm. and shit like that. Because uh, I couldn't, I'm like, nah, fuck it. Like, I just want to know like what the changes are. I watched uh, someone did a YouTube video of all the the shit that's added for New Game Plus. It is wild how much like stuff that they sneak in and change for New Game Plus, and it changes the ending of the game and gives a way. Like, it, I, I can't say that spoilers, but I was like, holy shit! Oh, I tell you what, remedy. Oh. Maybe they're my favorite developer at the moment. I don't know. They're fucking killing it. I'll tell you what. They're doing some good shit over there. I can't wait. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say Octopath Traveler is currently my, like, because, like, 
we're on holidays, but I still got work. But I'm like, well, mm. that's a Switch game, right? So I brought it. It was on sale for Switch, so I can, I can, you know, port- portability help for that one. Yakuza, I can continue to play on my Rogger, but I honestly kind of feel like I, I'd like to play that, like sort of laid back on my TV a bit more. Like it was fine on my Rog deck, but if I wanted, but also I just wanted a bigger screen aspect for that. Also, if it's in Japanese from memory, so yeah. that'd be difficult to read the subtitles in the time. No, tracks. no, no. I put it in English. Oh, okay. Yeah, I played it in English. I was like, that's fine. I don't, I, I don't need the subtitles. It's fine. Um, also, because uh, we didn't get to record Plat, we recorded our last episode Plat. Um, after that update went mm-hmm. live, yes, I got the final trophy and it popped the platinum straight away. So that was my 400th platinum. Of Alan Way 2. Yeah, it was Alan Way 2. It's my 400th platinum. So I didn't have to do anything. Like I literally booted up the game to the main menu, click continue. And as soon as I click continue and it loaded my last auto save, it just popped the last trophy that was glitched out and then just popped the platinum. I was like, it's nice. That's what we cool. want. That's so you going to post that video? <laughs> no, because it's in a, like when my save loaded up, it's like at a very spoilerific, uh, oh, okay. like, cause it's from the end of the game. Yeah. So I was like, no, probably not. Probably, probably for the better. Anyway, I'll do it for the, uh, final episode of arcade couch for 2023 thank you everyone who has listened and checked out the show this week or read anything or scrolled through anything on explosion network um much appreciated keep it up throughout the new year obviously we'll be coming out with our best of articles and stuff uh starting from the first week of june uh, not june, j- january even fuck six months break june fucking um, big break yeah that's how yeah. bad e3 is yeah, yeah <laughs> first week of january uh best of tv stuff if you care about that second week will be our games week award stuff and then obviously the third week will be our movies award week stuff as per usual and then yeah again arcade couch returning first official normal episode uh it will be back on the 22nd of january with between the cushions i've made sure it's like obviously between the cushions episode for that week as well um, and we should be talking about Prince Persia, I guess. Like, I assume all of us, based on packs, will be picking that up at this stage. I Hopefully. Feel. Yeah. So that might be our first big discussion for that week. But anyway, I hope you have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, play some video games. Do all those fun things. And uh, we will see you in the, the new year. Goodbye. Bye.